Well, welcome everybody to the Your Manchester podcast. We have got a marvellous show lined up for you. So go ahead, go and tell all your friends to like and fully stay involved with our wonderful show. Yes, indeed, sit back, relax. It's all about health and well-being. Our first guest is a lady from a company called Pace Development, and uh, her name is Jo Britton. The mojo has come from, actually, my experiences during the first lockdown. So I have my own business. I was in the second year. First year was amazing. Everything was going so well. Then overnight, the pandemic hit, and everything just disappeared overnight. And to say I had lost my mojo was a massive understatement. And I kind of spiraled into anxiety um, and I couldn't eat and I couldn't sleep. And I was watching people bake, bake banana bread and they seemed to function and I just couldn't. So I'd really lost my mojo and I kind of thought, what am I going to do? How am I going to get this back? Because I knew that... You know, to navigate all this unpredictability that we've got going on at the moment, you kind of need your mojo. You need your motivation, your energy, your enthusiasm, but it's just so hard. So I put myself through um, a bit of my own boot camp, to be honest, just to try and keep moving forward, because I think that is just so important for people right now. Um, There is just so much unpredictability in the world and our brains don't like unpredictability. Our brains are prediction machines. So when everything is predictable, we're okay. When everything is chaotic, this is when we get into sort of anxiety and stress and um, we kind of lose our mojo. So that's really where it comes from. And this is what I'm doing now, have a mojo method to help people through these difficult and challenging times so that you can be more and do more and live more despite everything that's going on right now. Yeah. And it's, this is great that you're sharing this as well because I remember what March the 6th um, doing the Women Like Us with Lloyds Bank and I and you were one of my panel members and that's that's when the, the pandemic was, was just coming in but not quite. People didn't quite know what it was. And you, you couldn't make it then. And, and then that's, you know, the, the lockdown happened. And you did say to me on, on messages, you know, you've, you've got to get your mojo back, which was great that you were doing that. And it's great that you've packaged this now to, to actually help and support other people. Um, and did it take you long to do that? Well, I mean, for me, I've put myself through a few things. Um, So, you know, it started with some really simple stuff. Like for me at the time, I couldn't get out of bed. So it was actually get up, get dressed, put my lippy on. I mean, this is this is my trademark is my red lipstick. And I just I, I couldn't even do that. So, you know, I started with some really, really simple things and then looked at ways that I could take a little bit of action each day, create some consistent habits started just to do some things and one of the um, massive things that helped me was to go and hunt out people who actually were really inspiring that that thought differently than me that had a different perspective that were 
able to kind of do things, you know, in a different way and connect with them and make community. And after a series of steps that I took, it kind of was only about 14 days when I started to get my mojo back. And that helped me be a bit more creative in the things that I was doing and I felt a lot calmer. And so I thought, you know, this actually is a method, you know, how to find your motivation and sustain it. How do you overcome obstacles and setbacks? How do you move from feeling really in a negative space towards um, being more positive? Positivity is very hard. It is not hardwired into us like negativity bias is. And how can you keep taking action with some oomph? So that's what mojo actually now. Um, And so I have a kind of uh, 14-day program where people start on day one and they set something that they want to achieve by the end of 14 days and we coach them and we train them and we give them the techniques and their brain science to really help them achieve it and you know the results have been absolutely amazing so people that have lost their job during the pandemic and they found another job um you know in super quick time um people that have just started a business as a result of being made redundant and um, found customers and clients and things by the end of 14 days. It has been absolutely amazing. I'm super proud of it. I'm super proud of my Mojo tribe. Um, We really have been pioneers of this method and experience. And now I'm kind of bringing it um, to more people through uh, a community and, and a membership because I just think we have a choice at the moment. Um, There are lots of things happening, but we can choose to kind of navigate the world with more energy um, and more motivation and enthusiasm, despite things that are going on around us. And Jo, just where can we find, because I know that you've done some, um, is it podcasts? Yes. So, so just just briefly, can you can you tell us where where people can find your podcast and start start following this? Yeah, so I also was inspired. Actually, I've never done a podcast before, but um, Mojo Matters is my podcast. So it's on iTunes and Spotify. And uh, what I wanted to do was bring hope and inspiration to people, despite their circumstances, in the hope that somebody might relate to someone's story. So I've got absolutely incredible guests from all walks of life who have been so willing to share their stories and actually how they've overcome some of their challenges, what tools, techniques, strategies that they've used. And they're just providing so much hope and inspiration to others. So you can find Mojo Matters on Spotify and iTunes, but you can also hop over to um, see me on Instagram. I'm joebritton.mojo on Instagram. And I share loads of resources and free training and things like that there. And That's just very quickly, how uh, useful has Zumba been to you? Because I know you love your Zumba. Yeah. I do love Zumba. It's brilliant. And, um, do you know, exercise, isn't it? And the thing about Zumba that I really like is I'm totally uncoordinated. I really don't care, but it's their music and the vibe and the singing that you can just join along. And I do an online Zoom class that my sister runs, actually. She's an, a Zumba instructor, so it's been amazing. So get exercising um, in the way that you enjoy most.
We all love a good watercolour, but the way she creates them is something quite genius. It really is. This is Kate O'Brien. Honestly, I mean, since I was little, I always knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, and obviously kind of drew and painted um, ever since I can remember. Um, but then I ended up um, teaching secondary school art for about 10 years and um, sort of did this alongside it and um, eventually sort of took the leap and uh, did this full time. It's, it's amazing, amazing stuff. And uh, the particular style that you do, where, where did that kind of develop from? Tea bags, Kate, tea bags. <laughs> yeah, it, it is tea bags. <laughs> I didn't just film a brew on my work by accident. It was intentional, I promise. But yeah, I mean, there's a picture behind me. Uh, it's like I use tea staining in my work to sort of create the sort of nostalgic feeling and this sort of aged effect. So it's a bit like when you're at school and you do like that letter in history and use a tea bag to make it look all old. Um, mm. It's a similar sort of thing, really. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite unusual. I think it's quite an unusual approach. It's quite fantastic, is what it is. <laughs> it is. Now you're uh, originally from Derbyshire, is that correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's obviously better being in Stockport, isn't it, than Derbyshire? Oh, but it's different. It's different. I mean, as a teenager, I, I lived in Wayne Bridge, and as a teenager, it was honestly awful. I used to like have to get like, three buses to get into Manchester for a night out, and it was horrendous getting home. And I hated living in Whaley Bridge. But now, actually, looking at the lovely countryside there, I can definitely see the appeal. Um, but you know, that's just as you get older, isn't it? You start to appreciate the countryside a bit more. Definitely, definitely. And I, 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 um, I want to uh, ask you about the bis because you you do bespoke work as well. Because yes. it's not just you know big mansions whereby oh you've done the their, their house. It's so, sometimes it's people whereby they've grown up in a lovely little terrace or something, and from a nostalgic point of view, they want their childhood home. Uh, and so you 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 do those kind of um, bespoke and commission those commissions. Tell me about the an interesting one that you've done. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few. Most of the pictures I do have got lovely stories behind them. But um, there was one I did recently, which was, um, it was actually an old, like a ruin, this house, um, back in Ireland. And the, the daughter of a man, it was Frisatius, had it commissioned. Um, it was the house that he owned and they all grew up in. But it was just... Um, a wreck now really but it obviously to this man it was very very meaningful so the painting looks like sort of like a, a broken up old building with all leaves and it's all overgrown and everything it's very atmospheric um but to this man it was the house that he spent most of his life and to his kids they grew up there so to them it's really really special you know so there's quite a few um pictures i've done of things like people's childhood homes and um you know it's just something that brings about so many memories and particularly because of the style in which that work it's um, yeah, I think it's quite emotive, really. There is a, there is one place, of course, that you've not painted as yet, as far as I'm aware. That's a little street called Canal Street here in Manchester. I know, I'm sorry. It will happen, I promise. <laughs> that street's known for its teabagging. <laughs> so, uh, I think you should fully do a painting there. I I'll raise the tone, Kate. I'll raise the tone. So, uh, shush. Um, <laughs> I'm going to make an appeal because I just think some of your some of your paintings would be great for period dramas. Oof. You know, like opening credits oh, right. for period dramas. Um, anything from like your Peaky Blinders to I don't know your Pride and Prejudice. 
I could see your paintings as those opening credits. I'm just doing a plug there well, to see also, if anybody's watching. Brilliant, that sounds great. <laughs> Just going off that, we are about to launch our new opening titles in a couple of weeks, so I'm just going to leave that there with you. Um, <laughs> now that's... Is there a place that you've wanted to paint that you've not managed to get round to doing yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, there are loads of places. I, I mean, Stockport is obviously my main focal point because I'm based in Stockport Market, um, and there's so many areas in Stockport that I still haven't even touched upon. So sometimes you, you'll find uh, people getting a bit upset um, that I've sort of neglected that part of Stockport. And why haven't you painted reddish or why haven't you painted this? So I'm, I'm trying to sort of work my way around. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, there's quite a few sort of Manchester buildings and Manchester scenes that I still haven't sort of um, managed to tackle, but it will happen. It will happen. Yeah. I've got a question for you. So you and I have got a royal connection. Oh, way up. A royal connection? Is that because you sat next to the Queen? Yeah, yeah no. Oh. No. <laughs> What's your Queen of title? Queen of Architectural Portraits. Oh. I think. Oh. <laughs> love that. Explain what that is, so that, because people think we are really royalty. We are in our own slingbacks, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a queen uh, in your own lunchtime. Yeah, yeah, I'm yes. queen of engaging events. We're part of um, a, a business network whereby uh, we've won a title um, and we've been voted for and we've won a title. And the alumni is called the Royal Connection and we're both in the Royal Connection. And she's queen of... Architectural portraits. Oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> I like it. What title would you bestow? Let's ask Kate, because I'll ask you and you'd answer sensibly. Kate, what <laughs> title would you bestow on me? Oh, goodness, I'm not sure. I think, I think I'll have to have a think about that one. <laughs> queen of wet-looking frocks. Queen of wet-looking frocks. <laughs> Good one, yeah. It is moist out there today. It is very moist out there today. Uh, where can we find your artwork? Um, so normally I'm inside Stockport Market Hall um, four days a week, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Obviously at the moment I'm at the kitchen table because it's lockdown. Um, but yeah, normally I'm in there. Um, I'm, I've got it pictures up around sort of Stockport and Manchester as well in cafes and restaurants. So obviously can't see those at the minute either. But Can hopefully to show prints uh, online or things like this? Yeah, yeah. So I've got a website, which is um, kate-obrien.co.uk. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm on all the usual social media, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, all that stuff. So, yeah. One, one, one final thing. I don't think we've got it here, but we'll, we'll put it on the Your Manchester Twitter feed and on the Facebook. But you have done a fantastic atmospheric look at our wonderful nhs heroes and uh round of you know it's, it's absolutely beautiful and we'll put that on the facebook and on the twitter that those pictures absolutely. so that people can thank see you. them they're they're gorgeous oh, thank you <laughs> to actually do that yourself though going further than that the, the actual artwork's being gorgeous you're gorgeous as well for doing something as beautiful as that so thank you very much oh, for that thank yeah. you well, fitness is something that I tend to avoid as much as I possibly can, but one person who's striving not just for physical fitness, but for mental fitness is this gentleman from the Health Horizon Network. His name's Aaron Hornback. Hey, I'm doing all right. How are you? Well, where's, so you whereabouts in America, first of yeah. all, uh, are you from? So I was born in the state of Iowa. Iowa? Which, yeah, most people don't know that. If you know where Chicago is, yeah, you get in the car. That's in Illinois. Get in the, right. Yes, yes. Yeah, get in the car, drive six hours to the west, and you'll be at my house in Iowa. 
Yeah. All right, then, Horizon Health Network. Describe it for us. What's it all about, please, Arab? So Horizon Health Network uh, began off of the journey that I went on to discover health and well-being for myself and fitness. Um, about uh, nearly 10 years ago, um, I was actually on the borderline of having diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure. I had sleep apnea. I was depressed, always in pain, always stressed, always anxious. And uh, it all began for me with a little prayer of a miracle. You know, we all want a miracle where it just all falls off and we look like uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger or uh, whoever your, your, your uh, fitness model person would be or utopia. And... Uh, Obviously, I realize it's not just going to happen. So I just, I just said a little prayer. Lord, can you help me overcome the obstacles in my mind? And I'll do it. And in six months, I lost four and a half stone, cut it off, began building muscle. And, and then I realized there's so many different aspects to health and well-being than just your fitness. Uh, it's your mental health, your emotional health, um, your spiritual health, but also the health of the world that you're in. So your social health, your economic or financial health. And, and of course, your occupational health and how, how are you doing in the world that you work in um, and, and your interaction with that world and, and vice versa. And so Horizon Health Network began off of that, uh, that, that journey that I took. I became a personal trainer because I realized people around me were asking me for help. And I thought, why don't I give back to, to people because I've been there. I know the struggle. I know the journey. And I want to help people in their journey as well to Horizon and their health. So let's just uh, break that down a little bit then. Social health. I mean, we know about mental health. We know about physical health. Perhaps describe to us, uh, what is social health? So social health would have to do with your relationships that you're in. Maybe uh, relationships in your home life, your work life, your neighborhood, school, um, the community that you're in. Um, what, what is the, your social interaction like? Is it positive? Is it negative? Um, are there things in you that's impacting that or people around you that could be um, impacting you in a negative way that is causing you to have all the other issues of mental, emotional health and then, of course, uh, physical uh, health issues? Because I personally, everything's connected. If you're not well emotionally, you're not going to be well mentally. And so the decisions that you make are going to have an impact then on you uh, physically in the choices that you make, for example, with food. Your, the choices of things that you do in your life, for example, get up and go for a walk or stay on the couch. A lot of times that has to do with how you're feeling. And if we allow our emotions to dictate our thinking, there are a lot of things that can actually become worse for us rather than better. So Aaron, what you're doing, it's the whole thing. It's, it's not, sorry, I'm using the analogy, analogy of a pie and you're going to tell me off. So it's not a piece of the pie, <laughs> as in just a physical it's the whole pie it's the whole thing it's a life changing yeah. it's looking at everything and you're you're a counselor as well so you know sometimes somebody might come to see you for uh, from a physical point of view you know for but then they might just need to sit down and talk yeah that might happen. yeah i have a lot of yeah i have a lot of clients i had one one and they become my friends uh, that's the great thing i had one who came to me, she said, I just need a personal trainer right now. My life's a wreck and I just need to get myself in shape. And come to find out she was dealing with alcoholism. And while working with her for over two years, um, I can say now she's a recovering alcoholic. Um, she has gone through the process. There are some toxic things going on in her life that we just talked about. Sometimes we go on a run and then cool down and just, just chatting through life. 
And a lot of times that's what you need, not just someone giving you the iron to pump or, or a marathon to run or, or whatever you, you like to do in that aspect. Some of you are thinking, oh, dear God, I don't even want to touch that subject of physical health. But a lot of times it is just saying, let's talk. I've had I have people just come and say, can I just have an hour of your time? And we just sit with support, and one great thing is there's yeah sorry you support uh, you, so you've supported people that have a disability because the thing is what I want I know that you've supported people with a disability and possibly in a wheelchair now is there yeah. any easy exercises let's say that Belinda and I can do Walter yeah yeah wait wait <laughs> yeah. wait wait yeah. wait. Do you, do you know what I mean? So sometimes we're, we're waiting for, you know, to start the programme oh, yeah. or, or that kind of thing. And, and the, you know, the producer's in the booth and, he, and the director's talking to us. There's, is there something that we could do while we're sat in our bums is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> There's plenty of things you can do while you're sitting on your bums. So one of the things you can do is, while speaking of the bum, is you can just clench your bum, squeeze the bum, and and uh, as you're doing that, you're working glute muscles. I just I just I just yeah? want to stop you there, Aaron, because if yeah. this was any other hour than right now, uh, squeezing my bum wouldn't be painful. But things aren't in situ where they might normally be. So squeezing my bum is actually doing like doing. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a bit like doing the Nutcracker. I'll be honest with you. Really gotcha. No, I understand. I understand. So some other things you could do is. Think about the, the body part that you're going to work. So for example, if I'm going to be doing my back, you could get, say if, if you've got things around, you may not, I mean, in your situation, you don't have anything. So what you do is you think about the exercise or the muscle that you're going to work. So back exercise, you take your hands forward, make this, and you bring them back, elbows straight back, squeeze the shoulder blades as you come back, and then bring it forward. Squeeze those shoulder blades. So you can feel the, the area of the muscles that you're working, yeah? Can you feel that? Yeah. I can feel that. Just just sort of I yeah. Know, sort of yeah. Aaron, can I just say yeah. Right? Because because uh, 'cause we're obviously working to time. Can I say you know like they've got that Joe Wicks out there? Yeah, why are you not yeah. doing why, it? Why 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 can't you be our little bit of a Joe Wicks? Be our be our Aaron, be our American Aaron. Well thanks for that that do, uh, do, do little snippets and, and get us to to get going. I get like going. Very, very much. In fact, hey, that, that's a great idea. We'll have, to, yeah, we'll have to have a chat and, and see what we can do. Well, when, yeah. you, when you get up tomorrow and you, you're just putting your spandex on, ready for the day, which I'm guessing will be in stars and stripes. Uh, when you're doing that in the morning, why don't you just set your camera up as nice as you've done now and just do us a few minutes of exercise? And I'll promise yeah. I'll watch it whilst eating a kebab. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's, okay. He's that... done a couple before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was born with a wig and a dress, and I've made a career in a wig and a dress. I mean, what are the chances, eh? <laughs> amazing. And you do boot camps as well. You boot camps. Oh, he did um, strict. I, I know, I know. Lot, lots of were there lots of Caribbean ladies or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, I had so did, ladies. So what do you didn't get a slap? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know what? What's the most amazing thing to do is put some boxing gloves on some. Some ladies, or given flipping a big old tractor tire, you'd be surprised at what can happen. Because the concept of flipping a tire, you think in flipping heck, right? But yeah. it, it's amazing what can be done. If you can flip a tire, what else can I do? And that's usually what happens off of that. Um, but with Rising Health, We're we've got a lot to... of things available. All right. 
I love it. We're going to yeah, try all of this. We really are. But for now, Aaron Hornback, thank you so much for we'll your time. We'll talk to you later, Aaron Oh, absolutely. Hornback. I'll be on to him later. So there you go, everybody. A full episode dedicated to the health and well-being of each of you gorgeous people. We're back next time for another fantastic podcast. Make sure you tune in on the on. Your Manchester!